Chapter One of the Frithiof Saga. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Frithiof Saga by Ferdinand Schmidt. Translated by George Upton. Chapter One Frithiof and Ingeborg. In olden times, there ruled in Norway a king of great renown called Bele whose wife died early, leaving him two sons and a daughter. When the latter had reached her sixth year, the king said to Thorsten, his brother-in-arms and lifelong friend, My rosebud, Ingeborg, is the joy of my heart, but none the less I must send her away and entrust her to the guardianship of Hilding the Wise, so that, far from the turmoil and distractions of a court, the light of true knowledge shall be hers but lest she should miss the companionship of her beloved playfellow i pray thee permit thy son frithiof to accompany her that they may be reared together gladly will i do so replied thorsten not alone to honour thy request but because i know thou hast my son's welfare also at heart in sending him as the companion of thine own child to be taught by the wise hilding my king's will shall be done Hilding's abode lay on the sea-coast, surrounded by gardens and wooded hills, and there Ingeborg and Frithiof spent the years of their childhood, faithfully taught and cared for by the good old man. Two rare blossoms of the Northland were these children, both richly endowed with gifts of mind and body. Ingeborg was like the swelling rosebud within whose heart the promise of the spring lies dreaming while Frithiof grew up tall and strong as a young oak-tree crowned with its crest of rustling leaves. So blessed by the gods were they, with health and beauty, that never had their like been seen in all the north. Now listening to the wondrous tales of their wise master, with clear eyes uplifted to his, now racing over the sunny meadows or dancing lightly under the dark boughs of the fir-trees in the silvery moonlight, they were like the light fairies whose appearance betokens blessings and fills the heart with anticipations of joy frithiof was but little older than ingeborg and when he first learned from hilding to read the runic signs it was his delight to teach them in turn to his beloved playmate ofttimes they would sail out upon the wind-tossed sea and when the shifting of the sail sent foam and spray dashing into the boat ingeborg would clap her small hands in glee no tree was too high for the bold lad when he wished to capture a nest of young birds for the king's child even the osprey's eyrie high among the rocky crags was not safe from his daring quest twas he that found for her the first pale blossoms of the springtime the first ripe strawberry the summer's first golden ear of corn Joyously they wandered together in the forest, Frithiof armed to protect his playmate in case of need, for he early strove to train himself in all a hero's duties. Thus, like a beautiful dream, the happy days of childhood glided by. Ingeborg blossomed into maidenhood, and Frithiof became a stalwart youth. The king's daughter spent more time in her own chamber now, learning the tasks of women, chief of which was the weaving of garments, while Frithiof was often abroad with the men in quest of game or booty. Inheriting not only his father's strength and daring, 
but also his discretion and cheerfulness he was beloved by all and soon aroused the wonder of his companions in the chase by the boldness with which he would attack the fiercest beasts felling them with a blow from his spiky club or piercing them through with the sharp pronged spear as in earlier days he had been wont to bring his playmate gifts of flowers or fruit as greetings of the season so now he laid at her feet the trophies of his prowess shaggy bears or grisly wild boars often revealing upon his body bloody traces of the struggle admiringly ingeborg's gaze would rest at such times on the young hero while her heart beat fast in terror for his life and when on cold winter nights they sat together in the great hall by the blazing hearth fire listening to the legends old hilding told them of the gods or when the king's daughter would sing of the deeds of some great hero long at rest beneath his grassy mound she seemed to frithiof like a goddess sent by the great all-father for a brief space to the darksome earth to awaken a foretaste of valhalla's delights praises of frigga's golden hair are sung throughout the land he would say to himself but scarcely it can be no more beautiful than ingeborg's fair tresses and when he gazed into those soft eyes so full of heaven's own light and hue he doubted hilding's declaration that the eyes of the goddess frigga were the most beautiful in all the world End of chapter one